92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Tuesday, which I suppose could be a bit of a Tuesday today. That's what Dave Ocean used to call it. He used to have Sean as a regular guest on every Tuesday. Tuesday. I see what he did there. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, we'll talk about it. That 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 unfortunate tale. Uh, that uh, that was ripped open yesterday. Uh, today on the radio show, though, we're going to have, uh, this will be a surprise, Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock, and then Fish on Friday on Tuesday. Uh, our man in Washington, D.C., Charles Fishman, is going to join us in the second hour. So we got Chris Harrington, and then we have Charles Fishman. That is the lineup, as we now have a week to go before Jeffrey uh, induced a week from... We, I don't want to give everybody the play-by-play, mm-hmm. but right now we're scheduled. We're only a week away. Like you We got the go countdown clock Walk on. through yep. and everything else, yep. right? No, it's game week. How have you been in terms of, like, birthing classes? I, we haven't even spoken about those even once. Have you been to breathing classes, birthing classes, anything like this? We have not. Um, You're just going to let nature take its course. Exactly. I mean, I... You're going to go in there. How many people have lived on the planet? Do people not do those anymore? Are those... Were there a thing that everyone once did once upon a time? Like, I went in and did a... Sure. I think they they were... I think they were more popular, like, before my generation started having kids. Really? Yeah. I don't... I don't... I mean, I'm not saying that... Phone numbers four four five zero nine two nine four four five zero nine two nine. That or maybe my wife would be better to even do ask. Breathing classes and were they of any use? We're going right. We're going immediately off script here. Four four five zero nine two nine. We did, did have you a new do one. Breathing classes and were they of any? Uh, did you use? have this one? Was a a new one for me. Um, I hope hopefully this isn't too graphic, but um. Did you have a lactation expert? Oh, of course you have a lactation okay, expert. Okay, that was a new one for me. That was a term I was not one familiar with. One of the things with. you don't realize mm-hmm. that's really hard and frustrating is trying to latch. To latch. Yes. Trying to breastfeed and the baby, like you feel like, I don't know this, this I'm just projecting. This is what we've been told. As a mother, like it's the most natural thing in the world. That's just like, and all of a sudden you can't do it. The baby's not eating. The baby's screaming because it's hungry, it not latching on, and then here's what you're trying to latch on, and then here's the other thing that happens, not to get too graphic, the nipples get mm. chapped and cracked, and so the, all of a sudden it's incredible. No one's caught. No one's doing. No one has I'm done telling, breathing exercises. I don't exercises. think breathing exercises it's not are a thing anymore. anymore. That must have been a woo-woo thing that I was doing just ten years ago. No one does them anymore. Yeah, I, I. But anyway, so then, then the, then the, the baby you tries to latch on, and the mother is literally. Tears streaming down her face. It's three in the morning, just trying to get the baby to latch on. A hundred percent, you have a, a lactation consultant, uh, and and like Julia kept going to him for 
a lo- quite a while afterwards. Am I just dreaming this? I nearly passed out in my breathing, my, my, my prenatal mm-hmm. classes. Seth, Seth and Bartlett, are you on, sir? Hey. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Uh, no, you guys are cracking me over already with this. I don't mean to date you, Jeff, but I'm, I'm 27. I have two kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we definitely have, you know, those, like, classes you see on movies, I guess, for our generation, like, that's just unheard of. Yeah, no, we really? Definitely not do yeah. That. Those things yeah. all went away. Yeah. And maybe we just got all the information. The <laughs> all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, no, that, that definitely gone? never happened. So, yeah. And I don't know anyone who else, I don't know anyone else who's used those classes either. In fact, like, through the birthing process, I was like, is that like a, just a, you know, wives' tale? Like, people actually don't do those? Wow. So, yeah. Just yeah, as well. I, they Seth's were 100% right. We saw, like, Thank you, Seth. I appreciate if, that. If you consumed um, any television or movies in the 90s and the early 2000s, like. Yeah, the, the, the dad is crutched, crutched there, but he's going, breathe. Yeah. And they're working together like a team where the whole thing was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, yes. he's, she's doing all the work anyway, and he's, what is he doing? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fascinating. I uh, I went to all the classes. I went to the breathing classes. And then I don't recall any of that being of any help whatsoever. That, those two facts might be related. Do you do you have any? Are you squeamish at all? Oh yeah, that's have, my. That is your my. Your fear is, is passing out. That is. Uh, I, I've I've said I've got to stay north of the border. <laughs> right. Well, I'm there for I'm there for hand. She can squeeze the crap out of my hand. In the end, mm. so I had that same concern. Yeah. But what I've realized, I've fainted at the drop of a hat. I, I, I have fainted so many times in so many different circumstances. People don't even know why. They can't imagine, oh, Jeff must have just had a stroke or something because mm-hmm. there was nothing in the environment that would make him be squeamish and faint, right? But, so I faint all the time. Uh, and, in fact, I fainted during one of these birthing classes because what happens is it's the imagination that gets me. So when they're talking about how this woman's water broke, and this was in the class, and she took a birthing, and, and, and she took a bath, and you're not supposed to do that once your water broke or whatever, and then she got infected. It all got, I, oh I just boy. started thinking yeah. about that, and I literally had to get up, and I nearly passed out in the class itself. And, and I that sort wasn't of even visual. Collapsed. Correct. This was all just this imagination. This was secondhand, yes. This was in the hallway. But then when I got to the actual births, I was fine. And I, it was, I presume you, that's like an evolutionary thing. Like, well, you know, it's like, only th- th- there's nothing worse you can imagine. It's right there in front of you. So sure. it was, it was fine. The only time I really did was kid three. All of a sudden, halfway through, they're like, "We gotta get him out mm-hmm. <laughs> right? now or never." And so then they abandoned the uh, the, the 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 birthing process, yep. and we went straight to the emergency C-section. Yeah. And during that, I got woozy and had to sit down. And um, that's not good news for me. But it wasn't. It wasn't being in there that got me. It was. It was the tumult, the racing around, the, the we're taking them here now, right. we're heading off to the ER. Once I then I definitely stayed north of the sheet. Like once yeah. they cut her open, I stayed north yeah. of the border there, un- un- unquestionably. I don't want to see that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, I don't need away. to see the insides. This uh, is all very exciting. Dalton Starkey says our baby girl was born last week and we never went to a birthing class. It's I this whole thing is over. Birth. Yeah, I just yeah. as well, by the way. It's a it's something that we quote unquote used to do that I I presume this is the that was one it, of those things that like science proved like it sounds like a seventies thing. You it know, was a, but it was but definitely it, like I didn't a fad. do it in the seventies. I oh well, I did it in the nineties. Like, my first kid was born in the 90s and then the early 2000s. And I mean, then, I do know you could not watch a TV program that had a pregnancy storyline. It did not, that did that not in include it. the high comedy of the breathing classes. Yeah. And now they're all gone. Well, good for it's y'all. It's a simpler time. It's a little, you know, you can watch it on YouTube. That's true. If, if you want to watch it, you got to just watch it on YouTube. All right. Uh, let's see. I guess we got to talk about uh, this uh, Michael or Sean Tui's story, uh, I talked about it a little bit with Gabe yesterday, but otherwise haven't really talked about it. I was, uh, I was invited to be on CNN, Jeffrey. Oh, wow. To talk about it with... Uh, Zooming in? What, what's the, what's the protocol? Well, uh, I'm not going to do it. I, okay. I've declined. Um, it, was, it was with... Uh, let me see who the host was going to be. It's been a revolving door there for a while. The host was... The host was uh, Aaron Burnett. Okay. Aaron Burnett. 
uh, they wanted me on tonight to talk about uh, reporting on this. And I considered it. Like, it's nice for the Daily Memphian to get a little pop, right? Like, we're, sure. we're about to be a, been here five years. And well, like, best I can tell, you're the only one that's talked to Sean. The Daily Memphian logo was on the Today Show or Good Morning go. America or something this morning. And Great so branding. I like to fly the flag for the Daily Memphian, which I consider a, a miracle of journalism that in the last five years we have created what is the uh, biggest um, uh, journalistic enterprise in the city out of thin air uh, as a nonprofit. Um, it's really pretty amazing what they've done over there. And so, um, but here's the truth. A, most of us don't know what the hell is going on, right? We know what, yeah, the, that, alle- we know what the allegations correct. are. We know what the court filing is. And then is. I know what Sean said to me in response. Correct. And then we know what Sean Jr. said to Barstool, yes, right? I watched that as well. But we don't know what the hell is going on, the facts of the matter. Yeah. And so, and there's so much I don't know. Like, for example, why did the conservatorship continue this long? How functionally does it work, really? Does sure. the conservative is every like his electric bill all paid for? I, f- I find it hard. Like I don't know how the conservatorship works. Every penny that comes in comes through the conservatorship to Michael Orff and all his NFL. I, I have no idea. And so, and why was it continued this long? And like, uh, there's so many things I don't know. All I really have particular insight on is what Sean said to me, and I wrote that. <laughs> I wrote that down and I put it in the Daily Memphian. And so, and then here's the other thing. People have such incredibly strong opinions about this uh, that that I, and I naturally am, am wired to push back against mobs. You know sure. what I mean? Like, and, um, but I don't want to be, just because I'm, just because I talked to Sean yesterday. Right. I don't want to be the 61-year-old white dude who's defending the Tuies. You know, whatever. I, I, yeah, no, uh, I... Against, like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not speaking to the facts of the matter one way or another. And I'm just telling you what, telling you what he told me. And then at some point here, we, I will tell you, uh, I'll give you some thoughts about what I believe. But even those, are again, are based on an incomplete knowledge of the facts, as is true with all of us. 100% agree. So, having said that, we know the allegations. We know the allegations are that Michael Orr uh, is alleging that he was tricked into signing uh, a conservatorship, going along with a conservatorship, which basically, uh, which the Tuies then used uh, to uh, basically enrich themselves. And I, now I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing, to enrich themselves and... Uh, and they've gotten millions, and he's got nothing. Basically, that's the that, that is that is the essence of what is alleged. They want the conservatorship to be dissolved, and uh, and base and 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 as the pleadings said, the entire thing is a lie. Uh, where other parents of Michael's classmates, this is back at Briarcrest, saw Michael simply as a nice kid in need. Conservators Sean Tui and Leanne Tui saw something else. A gullible young man whose athletic talent could be exploited for their own benefit, and there you go. So uh, that they the, and that the Tuies enriched themselves at the expense of Michael Orr. That's the allegation. Um, I talked to Sean just because it felt fair to me, like that side should be told, and no one else it seemed to, had talked to him. Uh, the others had tried, by the way. I tried to talk to him, so it's not. I don't fault anyone. I don't fault ESPN or anyone else who didn't didn't get the Tui's side of the story because the Tui's hadn't responded. I'll just tell you what Sean told me. What Sean told me was that um, that the Tui's didn't get any money from the movie. From, from, from what, what they got was that Michael Lewis, they had a contract with Michael Lewis. Michael Lewis is the person who wrote The Blind Side. They had a contract with Michael Lewis. He was getting 5%, and they got uh, half of that, 2.5%. And 
And what he said to me was up front what that meant was that they that the everyone in the family, uh, that is uh, the other two Tui kids, Michael, Leanne, and Sean, each got fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, Collins and Sean Jr. Yeah, Collins and Sean Jr. They each got fourteen thousand dollars. And he said, and that was that. They didn't write the book. They didn't produce the movie. They didn't have any say in the movie. And as Sean, what Sean told me was, he said it, it wasn't like. It wasn't our, you know, it wasn't our movie. We weren't doing the movie. We didn't really want anything from the movie. We thought the message was important. And, uh, and so we got this 2.5% from Michael Lewis, and that's what we got. Uh, and then he said that subsequently, that uh, a few years ago, he said a, a check for $6,000 arrived. And he said, what's, what, what's this? He called Michael Lewis. He said, what's this? And my, he's, Michael Lewis said, if you can believe it, the studio has run out of things that they can deduct against the uh, right. <laughs> against the box office receipts, and so they're finally admitting that the movie did make money, and so we're getting some small uh, residuals. And so, whatever, a check of six thousand came in, and there have been others, basically along those lines, that amount um, that have come in subsequently. And so that's what he said in terms of the movie proceeds themselves. That is what he said uh, that they have gotten from that. I didn't ask whether Michael had gotten the equivalent of those $6,000 checks. It wasn't an extended conversation, whatever. And so I don't know the answer to that. Um, but that was his uh, view of it. He also said that if Michael wants to dissolve the conservatorship, of course they will dissolve the conservatorship. They want whatever Michael wants. And... Um, and in terms of why they set up the conservatorship in the first place, um, this is, again, what he told me. He said, uh, at the time, Michael was being recruited by lots of schools, including Ole Miss, but the NCAA was deeply skeptical, as were, let's be honest, many in this community. <laughs> as was Phil Fulmer. <laughs> as was Philip Fulmer, of the relationship of the Tuies who went to Ole Miss, played for Ole Miss, were Ole Miss boosters. Sean had worked for Ole Miss. Yeah. That, he was that a radio guy. He was a radio guy at Ole Miss. Deeply skeptical of, let's have a left I mean, tackle. He's, I mean, the the basketball practice facility. I think is the TV yeah. center. Yeah. Let's have the bat. Let's have the uh, let's have the uh, uh, the the most talented player in the state of Tennessee move into our home. Mm -hmm. that, back in the old days, that was prohibited. <laughs> and uh, and so what Sean said was, if you have any idea, this is what he told Michael, that you want to go to Ole Miss, we have to do something to formalize this now. What Sean told me is that they consulted lawyers who said they couldn't do adoption because he was 18, and so what they did was set up a conservatorship. Now, I have subsequently looked at it, and there is such a thing as adult adoption, which they could have done. Uh, I, it appears. I, I'm not – I am a, a former lawyer. I, I, I don't know if there was Family law is not your expertise. I, but it, according to right now, anyway, if you are in Tennessee and you wanted to do an adult adoption – you could. You didn't have to do a conservatorship. But Sean said, listen, we were told this was the best way to mollify the NCAA. We knew that, so, you know, people were going to look askance at it. So we made sure that the biological mother came. And, uh, and there you go. And then he said, and that since then, they were very close. Um, that in the first five years uh, of his NFL career, you know, at, well after the movie came out, all of that, um, that they would one of the twoies would be at every single game, one of his games, home and away, et cetera. And then he said the falling out has happened over the last couple of years, year and a half, um, and um, and that they're devastating. That's what he said. Um, Sean Jr. Oh, and he also said that the idea that I would need, you know, forty thousand or seventy thousand or whatever else from to make that money off of Michael Orr is, with all due respect, fanciful. I sold my company for more than $200 million, which is true. He sold his, uh, most of, he still has a few, but he sold most of his Taco Bells for $213 million in six separate transactions. So uh, the Tuies have plenty of money. Um, that is, oh, and then in terms of Sean Jr., I actually didn't think what Sean Jr. said was all that inconsistent with what his father said. He had a bigger number. He said they made 60 or 70 grand, yeah. right? But that actually, it sort of comports the 14 grand. Like, it's not 
He said multiple, yeah. It's not millions, you know. Correct. It's not like he didn't paint a picture <clears throat> that they've gotten millions. It, it, you know, he, he's gotten the 14 grand up front, whatever. He didn't say that number. And then these checks that have come in that are none of, for some of us, might be life-changing money. But for the Tuies, we're not life-changing yeah. money, right? Not There was nothing about Sean, tu- Sean Jr.'s appearance that suggested that the Tuies have gotten millions off of Michael Orr, who's gotten nothing. That wasn't the, the, the picture he painted. He also said that Michael knew about the conservatorship before just now. Um. So it wasn't. It was. It was somewhat inconsistent with with Sean's uh, story, but not wildly. I uh, thought it rhymed. It rhymed. You know what I mean? It rhymed with Sean's story. Basically, listen. If there's this idea out there that Tui's are getting loaded off of this, and Michael's got nothing, that's just not what. So that's what we know. Now, of course, the broader story here is <laughs> is America. And in America, white people have done pretty well off of black people over time. Particularly if sports are involved. Witness college football, right? Witness college football. But honestly, you can say witness slavery, witness uh, a lot of of, uh, industrialization. Like witness, you know, like the rich guys, Jeff Bezos is sitting there with tens of million dollars and other people are working in... in Tens of billions of dollars. Tens of billions of dollars. Yes, that's what I meant. Sorry. And other people are working Mm -hmm. in warehouses. And um, so the idea of a poor black kid whose own story becomes massive and makes money for everyone around them or, or helps everyone around them. And in the end, that person is left feeling duped and used and exploited. That is a quintessential, true, 100% American story. And if you're Michael Orr and you look and you say, huh, Hugh Freeze was a high school coach. Mm-hmm. What happened because of me? What happened because of me is he got a gig at Ole Miss. Yep. And he leveraged that gig at Ole Miss. And now he's making what? Uh, six. He, he they're making millions. Hugh Freeze has yeah. gone from high school volleyball football coach to making millions, right? Um, women's basketball. Very clearly, uh, the movie studio made, whether they want to admit it or not, made vast amounts of money. Um, six and a half, by the way. And the Tuies, while I don't believe that they made a fortune off of the movie. Depending on how you define the fortune, they became famous because of it. Well, and speaking engagements, and speaking engagements, I mean, and she got a TV show. Yeah. And like they, 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 they certainly benefited. Whether it's they quote unquote got rich off the movie, which I I don't believe. Um, they, they, they went from being, and I I think they went from being like men famous being, to being famous, famous to being world famous. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And so did they benefit it from it? 100%. And so there you are, Michael Orr, and it's your story. Mm-hmm. In the end, this is your story. And if you end up feeling duped and used, and it's sad. It is sad, and something went badly awry. And I can understand why he would be angry, frustrated, all of that. Even not, I, I, I can't say, like, who's right or wrong about some of the granular stuff here. But just generally, I think people can understand why Michael Orr over there would feel like, well, this sucks. Seems yeah. like everybody else got did pretty well off of this. But, but I mean, I think you distill it down to the simple fact of, like, let's, let's suppose Mike got a couple of those checks, like $15,000, while he's in right. the midst of playing football. Right. You're probably not even batting an eye. And then you go and you look and you see, this thing made... Four hundred million dollars, right. like worldwide, like right. Yes, hundred percent. He might not even notice those checks coming in. That's I don't what I'm know saying. Whether, yes. I don't know whether he got them or not. That's what I'm saying. Like, but what I, he's making, but he made north of thirty million playing NFL. Thirty four, I think we looked it up. Yesterday. So um, he may not even notice those little checks coming in. And then you, yes, you look at the number. So uh, I can understand being irritated, whatever, about all of that, and feeling used and exploited. And again, it is, it is sadly. A story that is rooted in fact and truth in our history. 
Um, and I think that's partly why it's resonated with so many people. The other reason it's resonated with people is, let's be honest, people hate the Tuies. Oh, yeah. I mean, lots of people. You know, like uh, Memphis people always have. Tennessee people always have. Uh, there was backlash in the – and then and then the, the – the, uh, and then the, there was the, uh, clear resentment over the fact that they became famous off of this, right? Like there just was community resentment over their fame and all of that. It just was. And so right, right now on social media, it is, uh, it is, man, it is go get the twoies time, right? They're getting crushed. Um, and I'll be honest, if this assertion in the pleadings is correct, then, then they should be getting crushed. Where other parents of Michael's cl- classmates saw Michael simply as a nice kid in need, conservators Sean Tui and Leanne Tui saw something else, a gullible young man whose athletic talent could be exploited for their own benefit. I guess that's where I jump ship. I don't think when they first met Michael Orr, they were like, here's our gold mine. Yeah, here's the, here's, the t- here's the meal ticket. I don't think. Now I am talking about what I think. Sure. They, Sean has more than $200 million. They, they, they're not out there looking for a meal ticket. I just when they were millionaires, I, I just, they were millionaires just, when they met him, like even I, before I he sold the company. I just don't believe it. Like, I just don't believe it. Uh, and I honestly don't believe the conservatorship was a way to hoodwink him out of, I don't think they set up, I, to me, the NCAA story has the ring of truth. Yes, I completely agree. The NCAA was breathing down their necks. And everyone was skeptical of it. So do I think they set up a conservatorship at that particular moment? Because you know what? There's going to be a film made of him, and the film is going to make lots of money for us, and we can screw him out of our money and get all the money ourselves? Well, first we've got to write the book, and then the movie. It's like, it's, that's insane, people. So that's it, it, crazy. Uh, to me, if you're looking at what has the ring of truth, that the ring of truth is is that, you know what? The NCAA is breathing our necks. Here's a way we can get around that. And honestly, now if you want to go behind that, like what, what Sean will tell you is I didn't care. I didn't know where he was going to school. I didn't care where he was going to school. But if he wanted to go older, miss, well, if you want to be skeptical about that part of it, you can be skeptical about that part of it, 100%. But, um, but do I think they set up the conservatorship to hoodwink him? No, I don't. I don't. Um, so, I don't know. I, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm not going to go. Uh, I, I, I very clearly empathize and understand why Michael Orr could feel screwed, because big picture, there was a lot of money, a lot of money generated from that film and from his life. Yeah. And he didn't get a lot of money. Got barely any. And that would cause resentment and could very well cause a lawsuit, particularly depending on what his financial situation is right now, which I don't know. I have no, I have no knowledge of. Um, uh, but do I believe that this whole thing was a malicious plot from the beginning by the Tuies to screw a young guy? I don't. Um, I guess you can. Like everyone is free to read these things and decide what they like and think the facts of the matter are. Um, did they? Did the Tuies get drunk on fame and celebrity, and did they make money off of it and speaking engagement? And a hundred percent. I mean, I, they, they absolutely, like, I think Sean did a speaking engagement last year. I think, I, th- I think Leanne has done more of them or whatever. They've done them as families. And, and, uh, um, but, uh, but I don't think this, there was some malicious plot from the start. <laughs> I just don't believe that. Um, so I think like, as in many things, the truth is complicated. Um, I think a lot of this is there are a lot of people, and you're seeing this now. It's funny because the movie's wildly successful, and lots of people saw it. 
It was premiered at Pepperdine my junior year with really? the director, John Lee Hancock. Really? Yeah. I'll be honest. I never saw it. I never saw it, and I never read the book. You're not I, I didn't like the story that much either. You know, like, it, people, there were there were people back then who thought the story was icky. Yes. A, and, yeah, and this is not revisionist and history. There's, and there's many more people now. Like, this many years later, sure. it's that much, The there's much more attention um, paid to the narrative of the white savior, right? Like, the white savior is a is a stock and trade at this point and something that I think most of us are keenly aware in as a, as a type of story and skeptical of. Um, uh, and, and this all plays into this. Um, the truth of the matter is, is what happened to Michael Orr is not that much different, just a matter of degree, than what has been happening with college football players for decades. They show up, they're the talent, and other people get rich. Right? Yes. And, and, and then people will say, well, just like they say to Michael Orr, well, you got, a, you, know, you got training out of it, and you got to cut the NFL out of it, and you got to whatever else out of it. And just like once upon a time they said to whatever basketball player it was, well, you got a college degree out of it. Meanwhile, John Calipari's making $50 bucks. Well, I mean, if you've, the Johnny Manziel documentary came out last, last week, A&M raised over twice as much money the year after Johnny won the Heisman. Right. Like people make money off off of the yeah. off of, uh, off of athletes and typically it has been more typically it has been African American athletes. Yes, particularly in college football. Particularly in college football. So it, this is a this is this is a this is what we do here in this country. Um and it's not a reason that it, and honestly and it's amazing. Like right now you, 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 it's a. Sometimes you hear when when athletes are getting NIL money, you'll hear some people say, "Yeah, well now they're gonna have to pay taxes. What are they gonna do then? Learn how to pay taxes. Let them. That's a that's a problem. I think they can try to figure yeah. out. You know. Um. So anyway, uh, those are my thoughts. I'm not going on CNN because it's too damn complicated, and I'm gonna get 15 seconds. You know. Yeah. And. And I don't want to be either. Honestly, I don't want to join the mob, and I don't want to. Uh, and I don't. I don't want to be the Tui's defender. I think and you're also. You're not like a soundbite guy. And let's be clear, what they want. I think that. Well, I think she's really good. I no, think, I, I, I feel like she's really TV good. TV just wants smart. TV wants like a quick hit and a soundbite. I also bite. worry that I'm like being because I. Here's what happened: is that there were all these stories out there, and no one had talked to Sean, and so I th- I wrote a separate. What Sean say about this? Because it's newsy, and um. But I'm not like. I think I think he made some reasonable points. Uh, right, point but you don't want to be the banner carrier. His, his point, yeah. made reasonable points. A, he's made he made two hundred million bucks, and B, uh, this is why they did the conservatorship. It wasn't just some elaborate scheme. Listen to his explanation; you can believe it or not. Uh, but I'll let Sean uh, speak for himself on that matter. And uh, and by the way, people ask, did you talk to Michael Orr? Michael Orr has has put out a statement saying. He wants the pleadings to speak. He asked for his privacy, and said, "I would like the pleadings to speak for the, speak for myself." That they, they they're doing the talking for me right now. By the way, he's supposed to be signing books in Oxford today. Yes, is I, he I think still, he was at novel. He was at novel over the weekend. He was apparently. over the weekend. But is any of this stuff in that book? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, if this stuff was in that book, it would have exploded already. I think that's he wouldn't correct. have had to wait for the pleadings. So what's weird is you write. A second book with your life story in it that comes out over this past week that and this last week I think it came out and it doesn't include these very essential truths. Yeah, or does it? I I, I have not. I, haven't read, seen I, that I book. don't know. My understanding is though it's not part of it. So uh, there you go. Should we? Should we, Jeffrey? Should we take calls on this? I your show, baby. You, you say take calls, no, I'll, I'll, I'll line gonna, them up for you. You know what? I love you all, but let's just move on. Okay. Let's just move on. We got Chris Harrington uh, straight up at 10 o'clock, and we got Fish on Friday on Tuesday after that. We do have hard knocks tonight, Jeffrey, and we have other news, some sad we got, news. Well, we also got more starters announced. And uh, we got, yeah, we got, we have we have lots of other things to talk about, uh, and uh, and so we will do that 
when we return. It is the Jeff Calkins Show on a Tuesday, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. What still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Staples presents a lesson in back-to-school savings. Your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. So when you return your Amazon order at Staples, you receive a coupon for $10 off your next $30 Staples purchase. So you can save even more on top of huge back-to-school deals. Like right now, two-pocket poly folders and Staples 8-count number 2 pencils are each just 50 cents. Staples gives you more ways to save even more. 50 cent offers and 826. Pricing and limits may vary in-store and online. Amazon return offer in-store only. Exclusions apply. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Memphis Million is here at Southland Casino Hotel. Over a million dollars in cash, free play, and prizes are up for grabs now through August 30th. Come to Southland every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 4.30 to 8 p.m. Earn a scratch-off card to win free play, food offers, prizes, and bonus drawing entries. New members earn a free scratch-off card instantly when you sign up. Win your share of $75,000 in cash, free play, and prizes each week. See you at Southland Casino Hotel for the Memphis Million Giveaway. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Are you looking for a homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, business insurance? If so, this is Gary Parrish reminding you to get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance. That's Elizabeth Rook Insurance, a second generation local agency that's been owned and operated since 1981. It is the home of the Erie Rate Lock. What's the Erie Rate Lock? It's a way to lock in your auto rates indefinitely. So please get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance. 867-SAVE. 867-7283 on the web. Rookinsurance.com. Don't miss the 2023 Mempho Music Festival, September 29th through October 1st at Radiance Amphitheater in the Memphis Botanic Garden. Featuring the Black Crows, My Morning Jacket, Turnpike Troubadours, and many more. The 2023 Mempho Music Festival, September 29th through October 1st. Tickets on sale now. See the full lineup and get your tickets at MemphoFest.com. Are you a maintenance mechanic, diesel mechanic, welder, or compactor repair person? Are you looking for a different kind of company and culture to be a part of? At Waste Connections and Team Waste, our employees reap the benefit of realizing their potential with our trust and full support. As a second chance company, we offer competitive pay, a sign-on bonus, tuition reimbursement, tool reimbursement for our mechanics, and... And at the end of every workday, you get to be home. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers.wasteconnections.com and become a part of a great team of people. Make this the summer sales event is still going strong at Gossett Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Fiat on the Pike. Get ready to ride in your new 2023 Dodge Charger SXT. We Gossett $29,990 or $425 a month. Got some hauling to do? We Gossett covered in 2023 Ram 1500 Quad Cab Tradesman 4x4, $39.9 or $5.79 a month. Or how about some employee pricing from Gossett on all Jeep Gladiators? 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport 4-door 4x4, now just $6.69 a month. And if we don't have it, Gossett can order it today. So drive past the rest and come to the best at Gossett on the Pike or shop online at GossettMotorCars.net. If you want it, we got it at Gossett Motorcars. 
3500 down charger PH5086 57 MSRP 35930 Ram PN671333 MSRP is a podcast about the art and craft of play-by-play, and we're in the middle of an amazing season. Catch up on episodes with Joe Buck, Joe Davis, Pat Hughes, and more, and learn along with me, Matt Spiegel, how the job is done. It's not just home run Bryce Harper and the Phillies lead. To really do it justice, you got to widen the lens. What does this home run mean? The PBP, Voices of Baseball. I bring you the people who bring you the game. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Watch parties aren't what they used to be. Welcome to today's matinee. Ever since we got Xfinity, my little sister and her friends can easily stream all their favorite stuff. We'll start with two episodes of Top Chef, then Chopped. When I was a kid, we'd worry about buffering. Now they just worry about what's on the charcuterie board. Enjoy these fine meats and cheeses. Mm. These are just cut up hot dogs and spray cheese. Indeed. The best way to stream your favorites is on the Xfinity 10G network. Introducing the best value in live TV and streaming on the best network with Xfinity Internet and Now TV. Now through August 28th, get internet on the Xfinity 10G network for $30 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Plus, add Now TV with Peacock Premium, a $5.99 a month value included at no extra cost for just $20 a month. Switch today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Now TV requires Xfinity Internet. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. Stream Top Chef on Peacock. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Football season quickly approaching. FanDuel giving you the chance to win all season long right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner. You get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you get bonus bets for every victory by that team, whether they win the Super Bowl ultimately or not. So let's just say you you, you pick the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Every time the 49ers win during the regular season, you get bonus bets. You can use those on spreads, player props, over-unders, etc. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S. C-A-L-K-I-N-S and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. Once again, it's FanDuel.com slash Calkins. C-A-L-K-I-N-S. Who are you going to pick to win the Super Bowl, Jeffrey? I'll let you revise it later, but right now, Kansas City, Philadelphia, who are you picking? I mean, betting against KC right now feels like a, a, a dangerous... But then the other thing is, is you get bets for every win that they stack up in the regular season. So what you really want, you were trying to pick the really team. What you really want is you want the team who's got the softest schedule. Well, both things because you do want to ultimately win the Super Bowl future your bet that you make and then but you also want the team that's going to sack stack up the most regular season wins because you're going to get bonus bets every time they win. Right? Yes, and that, I'm with that you. points more to an NFC team than a well, what if the you NFC, don't think, what you if don't the think NFC the rugged, you don't think the rugged AFC West is that rugged? No, I do You've not. You've seen Russell Wilson? I've I've seen I've seen him cook. Uh, who's got the highest win total? Anyway, so must the be Chiefs 20- are at eleven and a half. Uh-huh. Who's uh, the highest win total? That's why. That's why. To me, like that's probably. Well, you look that up. I'll I'll read the disclaimer. Twenty must be twenty one older. Present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Ten dollar buzz required. Refund issues. Non withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire in seven days. Max bonus fifty bucks unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduelcom sportsbook gambling problem. 
Call Tennessee right now, 1-800-889-9789. On this, uh, so you got the Eagles, Bengals, and Chiefs all at 11.5 at FanDuel. I think I would feel most comfortable going with the Chiefs. I'm picking Bengals because we don't know with Burrow's calf. And then the Eagles, while maybe a safe bet, like the NFC East just gets weird. So I feel like the Chiefs are the safer bet. All right, on this, uh, on this, uh, on this two east thing, just to wrap up here, uh, real quick. Um, Ira, who texts me often, he says he hates that I'm not taking calls. I should always get the pulse of the people. Well, maybe not today. <laughs> maybe not today. Um, but basically, he's saying uh, the, the people have made their <laughs> made their feelings known. The Tuies have made their fair share of money. Whatever he says, but basically, uh, what do you believe, Sean or not? We know Michael didn't get his fair part. That's what he says. And and uh, again, I I uh, I can't boil it down to one sentence. Here's what I believe. I don't believe that the Tuies or Michael Orr got rich off of that movie. Yes, off of the movie. The studio got rich off of the movie. Did the Tuies get fame, fortune, in other ways off of the movie? 100%. Is that why they did it when he was 16, anticipating that? I don't believe that. Um, should they have, and this may you can argue, if you're acting as conservator for Michael Orr, should you have made certain that he got a bigger share of the movie? They didn't get, I don't believe they got rich off the movie. They got speaking engagements and fame and fortune and all in other ways, but I don't believe, should they have made sure that he got a bigger cut of the movie? I, I can see that argument. Yeah, I, I can buy that. I can buy, I can 100% buy that. Um, I think Warner Brothers got the most rich. Uh, anything else you you want to sum you want to sum up your view on this before we move on? You no, got a whole, I think, you got a show this afternoon too. I think you, you and I basically yesterday. see it the same way in that do I think there was some type of scheme concocted to use Mike for them to get rich? I do not. Right. Do I think that the story is largely embellished? Do I think that uh, truths were not told? Yeah, I, d- I do. I-, I think that that's true. But at the same time, I- I'm with you. I sense that I sense a lot of maybe Mike's frustration should really probably be directed at the studio. But that's right. the movie business. Well, it's at it, it's at it's at and just a lot of people just, just see, at the world. Like yeah. everybody freaking got rich off this, and Correct. I didn't get rich off this. And that to me echoes, as I've pointed out, it's sort of I think in many ways. Um, and I I, I don't want, but I can't obviously can't speak for this. In too many ways, it's often the African American experience, and so I think it resonates. Um, but there you go. We'll we'll learn more. Very clearly, like hopefully they'll figure this out, settle it, and uh, and uh, and move on. But uh, but if not, we will certainly we will certainly learn more. Um, all right, Jeffrey. Couple things I want to get to real quick. Uh, there was well, first there was really sad running back news as Alex Collins was killed. Yeah, uh, in a and man, that Arkansas fan base has had a who boy series of devastating blows obviously alex collins was at a star at was a star at arkansas then played in the nfl uh, went on to play just this year played three games for the showboats and was killed in a motorcycle accident in uh, florida in florida and obviously when someone dies tragically like that you see a lot of people talking about, about what a wonderful human they were i thought that it was particularly overwhelming yesterday like there were a lot of people talking about what a great dude uh alex collins was and that is absolutely tragic um for him and for his family and so obviously uh thinking of them and praying for them two other running backs are in the news uh dalvin cook and zeke elliott Mm -hmm. both have signed on uh Contracts with respective teams. Dalvin Cook is going to the Jets for eight point six million bucks. One year, eight point six million bucks. Zeke Elliott is going to the Pats. Uh, one year, three million dollars. One million dollar signing bonus can get up to six million dollars in uh, in incentive 
stuff. Are those the two biggest cultural differences in the NFL, the Cowboys culture and the Patriots culture? Pretty big. I mean, right? Because Pretty one is big. entirely built around star power, and right. you know everything's bigger and in Texas. Built on team, uh, team, nobody's, team, a nobody's a star. Um, do you believe in? Would you pick either one of these on your fantasy team, and and how how high? So I believe, I believe in Dalvin more than I believe in more than I believe in Zeke at this point. And also, everyone knows the rule. When you're drafting when you're drafting a Patriots running back, just flip a coin. Because you never know week to week who's, who's going to get, get the it, carries. Who's going to get the carries? Right. Who's going to get the touchdowns? Who's going to get any of that? The other thing, though, is the Jets have now activated... The Jets have now activated Brees Hall from the physically unable to perform list. Uh, to me, it felt like, okay, this is a... Dalvin Cook is still on the physically unable correct. to perform list. And so Impressive. they say he's going to be ready for week one. But unclear. Correct. Unclear. And also, it felt like insurance to me. Like I, I'm not convinced that the Jets are going to make him the feature back. Their other running backs, Zonovan Knight and Michael Carter. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, Carter actually had Carter actually had a pretty nice year after Brees got hurt. But those those are replacement level running backs. The replacement level. I mean, listen, I'd rather I'd rather they not have him. And it's clear that. Um, He's, if part, I'm in that division, it's part of the Aaron Rodgers experience. You get, you got Aaron. I think getting Aaron Rodgers enables you to get Dalvin Cook, yes, and the no fact question. that Aaron Rodgers takes a pay cut enables you to pay for Dalvin Cook. Yes, like that's all. This is all. If if they win in the way that Tom Brady won, like get you go there, get your guys, bring your guys with you. There's a there's a there's a hell of an Aaron Rodgers story here. Obviously, well. within my own division. I would prefer to see other teams give long-term deals to running backs. Right, 100%. I'd like to give them a four-year running back, Correct. a four-year deal. So the fact that it's like one-year kind of you know prove-it type deals, that, that doesn't make you feel good. I still don't think – I think if if both of those guys were like monumental and winning, like monumentally important and winning, I don't think they're signing these deals. Um. So there you go. So you don't think, as a fan of the beloved, my beloved Buffalo Bills, I should be shaking? I don't think Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott. These aren't the sign to me. Like the if you're going to worry, it's is whether or not is Roger was Rogers really hurt last year, and that was the decline. And if he's back healthy, like that's the concern. Uh, by the way, I did look up NCAA rushing in 2015. Okay, all three of these players were in the top 12. Zeke Elliott was. I mean, I covered. I covered a game with Dalvin, and I left that stadium going, "God, that guy's." What awesome. game was that? that it was, was the. It was Ole Miss's opener in 2016, right. and he, like out of the backfield running the whole time, you're just like, "God, that guy's awesome." Uh, he was Zeke Elliott and Alex Collins were drafted in 2016. Dalvin, I also covered Alex Collins. Dalvin but, Cook. Yeah. Uh, Twice, was drafted in 2017, but they're all contemporaries. Yeah, who were the? In terms of who was the better college running back? I mean, Zeke. Zeke, is, Zeke, Zeke was probably the that one best. year. Yeah, was, was unbelievably good. Zeke's sophomore year, or maybe it was his freshman year, the year that they won the national title, he was unstoppable. <sighs> um, because remember they went through like three quarterbacks and it didn't even matter, and they right. won a national title. Uh, that year in rushing, um. By the way, so it was uh, Zeke Elliott was fifth with eighteen hundred and twenty-one yards. <clears throat> Alex Collins was no, no. Um, Zeke Elliott was fifth. Dalvin Cook was sixth with one thousand six hundred ninety-one yards, and Alex Collins was twelfth with one thousand five hundred seventy-seven yards. Those dudes. <laughs> Those two. The Collins num- also split time. Who did he split time with? Who do you think the number one running back was that year with more than 2,000 yards? 2015. 2015. Uh, By the way, the top three running backs. The top three running backs in that year are all in the NFL. Is it Derrick Henry that year? Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry was one. Christian McCaffrey was two. Leonard Fournette was three. Is it Reggie Freeman at Oregon? Yeah. Reggie Freeman was fourth. Uh, Zeke Elliott was fifth. Dalvin Cook, sixth. And then Pumphrey, the yeah. San Diego State yeah. kid, 
was Pomfrey, yeah. Pomfrey, yeah, whatever. And then others, whatever. There were uh anyway. <sighs> hey, really tough news. Um, really tough news about Alex Collins. What are you looking for tonight on Hard Knocks, uh, episode two? So how much of the joint practice they were with Carolina last week? How much of the joint practice do we get? Um was there a fight at the end of that? No. There was a, there's always there's, a, a, there's, always, there's, a, a, there's always a dust up. But remember there this there was the two minute drill. Oh, that was the one, yeah. Aaron correct it, it, the two minute drill correct. ended and the offensive line and Aaron mm-hmm. said the offensive line's gotta be better, basically, yep. and all we, of that. Do we get any do we get any peeks into that? I also presume because Wilson had another nice outing, I believe we're going to get a lot of Aaron Rodgers, the mentor. We're going to get a, a lot of you know what he's doing for Zach Wilson to uh, to elevate him. But as long as because it was a joint practice that was largely public, as long as we can get some footage out of that, like that's what makes Hard Knocks good is when you actually get to see like real football rather than just the talking about football. Um, we have not blessedly talked about realignment stuff today, but there is various rumors about, like I saw I saw yesterday one of these people who, you, you never know how much credibility or weight to give anyone in particular, uh, but someone on, 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 on social media who has a fair number of followers was saying that possibly uh, ESPN could let the AAC out of their deal. So, ES, so the AAC could uh, merge with the um, the Pac-12 remainders. And then you saw a different little rumor today. What was that one? Yeah, this guy is he's from Morgantown, and he's actually had some pretty good scoops. He's not really affiliated, uh, but he called USC and UCLA. Like he's In realignment stuff, He's he has not been far off. And... This morning, it uh, it's H M H V E R three. Hearing uh, the pack has a commitment from four AAC schools to leave the conference and join theirs. This possibly could create leverage to get the AAC to vote to dissolve the conference and get the majority of schools to merge with the pack. So wait a second. So four AAC schools, correct, would leave the AAC. And merge with the remainders, the leftovers, whatever you want to call them. Who would those four be? It doesn't specify. It does not specify who they would be. So if so, you if you were just doing, I think there's two that would be obvious, and that's Tulane and SMU because they've had multiple conversations with the Pac-12, and like they've been rumored as a that that's been a name. Well, here's the you, thing: it, it depends, and we talked about this off the air. If Stanford is driving the ship here, right? Who's running? Who's running the operation? They would want SMU and Tulane. They like well, well they look kind of like us, you yeah. know, whatever. And honestly, then they might not want Memphis because, like, they don't look anything like us. So the other news from last week. This is actual news. This is not rumor. Yeah, they hired Oliver Luck as a consultant. I saw that. And yeah. I want Oliver Luck's agent, whoever his agent. That guy gets <laughs> a ton of work for not a ton of results. So. It seems that he is probably running point. What are his motivations? I don't know. Uh, Also, this was from yesterday, uh, MHVER3. Also hearing ESPN has opened the idea of canceling the AAC contract. That's the one I said first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And and that Apple deal would then be worth $15 million if the right schools are involved. Right, so then you put together something with AAC and the and the remainders, and and away you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's hold out either of those. Let's pretend that Memphis was part of the first four. All right. You would hate it in a world where Memphis was not part of the first four, but both of those are the same basically. They're like the remainders and the best AAC schools join together in a new conference and get fifteen million bucks. And again, why I, wouldn't you do that? The only question I have is like. What are the finances look? Are you taking home? Like, you know what I mean with How travel and pay? everything, oh, right. yes, and right. like, is do the finances work? I think you'd have to say overall it's a better, better. league. Better, yes. It'd I be think weird. It would be weird all of a sudden. I'm still the, always Stanford we- and Cal and Washington. But State. I'm always just weary of going somewhere that doesn't have a deal right. in place. No, no, no. This would have to be. 
It was, they would have to have negotiated the deal. Correct. Right? You'd have to have Apple. Here's the deal. Apple's giving you this. I, here's what I would be skeptical of. I don't think that conference would generate a lot of eyeballs on Apple. And so I wonder about how long it would be sustained. And if there's conditional parts, you know, if there's, yes. uh, if there's, if a lot of it is conditioned on how many people sign up, how many people, with all due respect, are going to be signing up to watch that conference? Well, and then there's also the other aspect of like, you know, okay, while Memphis isn't playing on ESPN every night, they're playing on there a lot. Like, right. I, God, I saw there was a piece somewhere yesterday about how much streaming services, like if you have all of them, like what are you paying in streaming now? It's 